I want to read to you a couple of articles, and these are articles I did not write. It's just articles I read, right? So these articles I did not write, the articles I read, because our men, the men of our world and our country need attention. There's some attention that has to be given. The Wall Street Journal uh, article said this, at the close of 2020-2021, the academic year, women made up 59.5% of the college students, an all-time high, and men 40.5%, according to enrollment data from the National Student Clearinghouse. And men accounted for 71% of the decline. There are less men, period, white, black, green, yellow, polka dot, preparing themselves for their future. The numbers are going down. In a way, men are simply giving up. And we can't find out why, but I know why. Here's another article, and the title of the article is, Are Men Obsolete? The world's trying to decide if men are even needed. And this is what the article said. You can look it up right now. Some of y'all are, mm-mm, it ain't right. I'm going to look this up. Go ahead and look it up. Are, are men obsolete? This is what it says. It's the end of men because men are failing in schools and women are succeeding. In nearly every country... On all but one continent, women are getting 60% of the college degrees, which is what you need to succeed these days. So men, they're saying worldwide, are beginning to fall back. Here's the next one I read, and I studied lots of these, but these are the three I wanted you to. Here's the title of this one. Men are giving up. The title of the entire article with several million views. At an alarming rate, men are giving up on life. Since, two, since the year 2000, the suicide rate amongst men has been steadily climbing from 17.7 men per 100,000 to 21.4 men per 100,000. Watch this. And this is just the article. The suicide rate amongst white males aged 35 to 64 increased by 40 percent. News programs might want you to see life from a color point of view. But if the water is poison and all of us are drinking it, and AWC, we have to deal with this here. We, we cannot avoid these conversations that it's not necessarily about skin colors or where you live. There, there, there is an enemy in our world that simply wants to take your soul. And when the soul of a man is gone, your soul, your decision-making properties, the place you build hope, how you think, how you look at life, your perspectives, that's your soul. Once you take a man's soul, he no longer plans. He no longer thinks. He no longer wants to get married. He no longer wants to have children. He no longer wants to be faithful. Right? So we have to start talking about the resilience of men. Come on, every man in the room, say, I'm built for this. I'm built for this. I'm built for this. 
Now, you men stop breathing when I start reading these stats. I want you to breathe now. Take a deep breath. I don't want none of y'all fainting on me. It won't be man-like if you fall over in the chair. <laughs> okay. So let's go to the word, and let's, let's think about this a little bit. I want you to go to Matthew 11 and 2. Here's what it says. And when John, this is John, he's in, he's in jail. He's getting ready to be beheaded, right? So he has a question that he wants to ask, and here it goes. And when John had heard in prison about the works of Christ, he sent two of his disciples and said to him, Are you, what I want to know is, are you the coming one? Are you the coming king that was promised to us, or do we look for another? Jesus answered and said right clearly, he didn't say I'm the guy, but he answered, Go tell John the things which you've heard and seen. The blind see. Right? The blind see, the lame walk, the lepers are cleansed, and the deaf hear, and the dead are raised up, and the poor have the gospel of the kingdom preached to them. I'm amazed at people who are mad at me because I preach to the poor. You're as dumb as you are wearing two left shoes if you think God only wants you to have money. Mm-mm. Anyway, I got sidetracked. So, but, and then he asked, no, 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 no. He says, and they have the kingdom preached to them. So in other words, this is what you were setting them up for, John. Now it's happening. So I'm the one, he says. Jesus is saying, I'm the one. You can go ahead and do what you got to do, John. You've done your job. Now watch this. But he wants to know. Jesus asked his disciples as he's walking away, but what did you come out here to see? Did you come to see a prophet? Yes. Yes. I say to you, and more than a prophet. Watch him now. For this is he whom is written. Behold, I send a messenger before your face. And what is this messenger going to do? Who will prepare your way before you? John came to prepare, capital Y, deity, your way. So John came to prepare the way for Jesus. Are we together? Stick with me now. So he came to prepare the way for Jesus before you. Assuredly, I say to you, listen to what he says. Read it loud with me. Assuredly, I say to you, read it loud with me. Assuredly, what do I say? Among those born of a woman, there has not, there's not been one greater than John. There's not been one greater than John the Baptist since everybody's been on the planet up to now. There's, there's not been anyone. This is Jesus now. This is in red. So don't argue with it and don't let your bishop mess this up. Don't let me mess this up for you. Just read the book. It's in red. He says there's no one greater than John. Why? Because John was the first one to see and live on both sides. He prophesied the kingdom, and he got to anoint it and baptize it. So there's nobody that's been greater than John the Baptist. But the next sentence will freak you out. The next sentence says what? Read it loud. But he who is least in the kingdom of heaven is greater than John. So anybody in here who is in the kingdom now, you're greater than John the Baptist because you got to live in it. You got to be baptized in the Holy Ghost. 
you got to have heaven come down and live inside you. So wherever you are, you are God there. Because he ain't down here. He's sitting up there. Jesus is sitting with him. So if anybody's going to be healed, any school that's got to start, any hospital or any, 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 any problem, any solving of the water problems, all of that God's not going to do. You have to do, my brother. Any of those issues we have to take care of. Let me, let me get back to this. So now, he says, from the days of John the Baptist until now, the kingdom of heaven suffers violence, and the violent take it by force. And from those days, from those days of John the Baptist, the kingdom of heaven suffers violence, and the violent take it by force. The kingdom of heaven allows, allows an assertive spirit. The kingdom of heaven is looking for an assertive spirit. And it allows assertive men to take what belongs to them. And assertive men who understand how to get up when they're knocked down. Who know how to find a yes when everyone else is saying no. God is looking for you right now because he wants to use you. He wants to do something amazing with your life. And that's why I'm talking to you today. So now watch this. I'll keep going. For all the prophets prophesied until John, right? And if you are willing to receive it, he is Elijah. John was Elijah prophesying to you. And he who has ears to hear, let him hear. Then he he asked this question in in verse 16. Here's what I want to know, though. I just prophesied to you, brothers, about John. But he said, but now all of you sitting here, he says, but what can I liken to you? What are you like? What, what, what What are we like, men, right now? Right now, men, what are we like? He says, this is what we're like. We're like children sitting in the marketplaces calling out to their companions. We're like men who are watching the world go by around us. We're like watching it on Instagram and TikTok and Facebook, but we're not involved with it at all. We are men like children in a place where the marketplace keeps moving. And we're slappy happy right here. I will tell you right now, and forgive me, please. I forgive you, Pastor. I would not be happy right now if the woman that has given birth to my children is married to the government. Let me stand back here in case. I want to make sure I'm far enough away that your arrows can, I can see them coming and I can duck. When the government is paying for her bills and the government is paying for her food and the government is paying for my children's food and the government is paying the rent and the government is paying for the car and the government is paying I I would not like that to happen to me I have to wake up in this season of amazing things and let me back up any children cuz I was I ate the government cheese and the powdered eggs, and I'm not talking about you. I'm talking about your father. And maybe like you, your father died like mine died, and we just had to do what we had to do to survive. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not being weird about that. I'm saying that if I'm able, if I'm a man and I have children, I really want to be with their mother and take care of the children. That's my desire if I can work that out. Right? 
There is a way that you can be trying to do something big and you take your children with you. Have you ever done that? The mothers will say yes. You're trying to do something for your children and they're playing around. You know my story. The lady's at the bank and she's trying to get a bank loan because she told me we were sitting in the lobby together. She's getting a bank loan so she can finally get a car to take her children to school and to uh, uh, ball practices and all this stuff. She said, I worked so hard to get my credit here. I think I'm ready for a loan. And I'm like, wow, this is so amazing. So I said to her, go before me. Her children were out in the lobby, three of them. And she was telling them, sit down, stop playing, stop playing. Once she went in the room with the loan officer, them kids started ripping up magazines, playing in the water. Yelling and screaming. And I said to the kids, hey, I know y'all don't know me, but mom's trying to do something big for y'all right now. Just sit down. Just 10 minutes. Them kids looked at me like, why are you talking to me? (laughs) Finally, mom left her appointment with the loan officer because the kids were making up too much noise. She didn't finish her loan process that day. She left crying and said, I'll be back. I'll have to find a babysitter. And men... God could be looking at us right now saying, you know what, I'll be back until I find a man. Because we have so many reasons and excuses for not doing what we're anointed to do. We're playing in the water fountain while God's trying to give us a bank. We're playing patty cake. No, 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 uh-uh. We play, we play, we, we talk about chick games, but men are more chicky than girls. <laughs> we talk about what other men are doing. We compare ourselves to LeBron. No, you ain't 6'8", you can't dunk. You, you, that ain't, you, that's not who you are. You are not Jay-Z. Nobody wants to hear you. You got to pick another thing. Besides, and black men, we can do more than sports and entertainment. I'm sorry. Y'all all right? My Caucasian brothers, y'all cool with me? Because most of y'all can't play. <laughs> I didn't mean it like that. But, but you know, you can't play. I meet 45, 50-year-old men who are going to have a rap career. I'm like, what, what, what? Is that? What are you doing? You can't sing. So we play these, we play these games. Play these games. My house is better than your house. My car is better than your car. I, I, I make more money. I, I do, you know these, these little games, these, these little games that, that men play so that we can have our, and I say our, we, so that we can feel good about ourselves. But when we go home, we're doing nothing. Our women and our wives are scaling while we're trying to look good on Instagram. That ain't a man thing. Unless you're doing something that somebody, okay, that somebody, I'm getting stuck, aren't I? Until you're doing something that's worthy of people listening to.
that girl really isn't looking for a fine man. She doesn't think like you. She's looking for a man and she's watching him now. Is his car clean? <laughs> How's he treat his mother? I want to see him go through something and come out. I want to see him get up early. I want to see him failure. I, want to, I don't want to marry him until I see somebody fire him. I, I, want to see what he, I want to see what he does when it's a bad day. The brothers are like, can I leave? No, your girl brought you here. You better sit your happy booty down. Because <laughs> she's trying to figure out if you're the one. So, so, here's what it's, so, so here's what it is. I'm going to skip that message one. I took too much time. So here's what this is really saying. This is how the kingdom works so you can work it. I'm not, gonna give, I'm not, give, I'm not giving you some uh, gospel for people who just want to feel good for a couple of hours. I'm going to show you how the kingdom really works. This is how it works. The kingdom is not a social program. And here's how it works. The kingdom must be contended for. People who are assertive are the only ones that get what's theirs. I didn't say aggressive. I said assertive. Things will not happen just because you believe it and pray. He said, the kingdom suffers violence. That's not guns and beating people up. That is assertiveness. Knowing what God has for you, knowing it's yours, and being assertive about it. Having resilience. Getting told no 15 times, you can't get a loan for this building. It's not going to happen. Nobody's going to give you a loan. Now, I, I, in, in most of the meetings where I would go or some of our people would go, I went to at least nine of them. But I didn't go to all of them. We were trying to get a loan for this building. But everyone I went to, they all just said, we're sorry. They respected me. Wow, that's a big vision. But we can't, we just don't feel like after looking at your, all your financials and all your people and all your giving, we don't think you can afford this building. And I'm like, I understand. I don't either. <laughs> right? But one of the bankers, but one of the bankers said, and no one's going to give you a loan. I said, now... See, uh, all the other bankers at least let me leave with some dignity. But I said to him, you're trying to strip me of my honor. And I'm not going to allow you to do that. And I said, it don't matter if I get a loan or not. But I will leave here going to the next place to get one. And I'm going to tell everybody not to come talk to you. And lo and behold, somebody called us. We heard you're looking for a loan. Yes, we're looking for a loan. And the guys worked it out that we could get in here. But if we had given up at the third no, you would not be sitting here in a building that's finished and paid off. You wouldn't be sitting here. If there weren't some resilient people, well, they don't want me to have it. They don't want me to have it. They don't want me to have it, so I'm not going back. No, that's you. 
Every no that you walk away from is an internal issue. It's how you look at yourself. And some people, men, turn you down because you walk in telling them you're a grasshopper. And if you tell them with your body language, how you're dressed, your demeanor, you can't look them in the face, you're telling them you're a grasshopper. So they respond to you as a it's really It really comes down to how you feel about yourself. Come on, say it. I'm built for this. So watch this now. The kingdom must be contended for. Read this one with me. To contend means to struggle, to surmount a difficult or assert something as a position in an argument. So contention, when you say a contentious person, I'm not talking about an an aggressive fighting person, you know, I'm going to knock you out kind of thing. It is standing in the place and asserting yourself. It's making yourself say, I don't know how this is going to happen but I'm going to stand here until it does. I believe in myself, and I believe in this dream God's given me, and I'm going to stand here and assert myself. I know this may be be insurmountable and difficult, but it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. I'm going to stay here. Nothing's going to turn me away. Nothing's going to get me out of here. So I want to use a couple points from Jacob's story. Jacob is an amazing individual. I'm going to leave some stuff out. But I want to point to you some areas in Jacob's life where he had to be assertive or he never would have been called Israel. He he never would have taken his family where he wanted to take them. And I'm going to tell you something right now, my brother. Like I said on Wednesday night, if you're not married, my brother, you're still a father. She doesn't have any seed. There's not one woman in here who has seed. And I know y'all don't get mad at me. I know there are some surgeries now. (laughs) I'm just waiting for the day. They can really put seed in this stuff they're making and a womb in the other stuff they're making. That's going to be interesting. She doesn't have seed. She has embryos. She has eggs. You're the seed. So right there where you are, you are being pressured to mature. And the worst thing you could do for the girl you want to marry is tell her a lie about your net worth and about what kind of man you are and all this other stuff. She sees right, they see right through us. (laughs) Tell her the truth. Let me just get this out of my head. So, young girl, this is what you want to look for if you're thinking about getting married. Look for a guy who's honest with you. He's honest with himself, right? He knows how to get up and keep moving. He doesn't make a lot of excuses. He doesn't try to flatter himself in front of you. He's just himself. Marry that guy who loves his mama. Treats his sisters well, if he has any. 
the guy who will keep working on something until he accomplishes it. That's who you're looking for. Well, I, I think Bobby Earl, and he's a great guy, but he's missing some teeth. I got a girl over there that can put some teeth in anybody's mouth. <laughs> Shoot, we'll take him to Atlanta. We can get him a whole fro. I mean, we can, we can work this out. <laughs> but you can't buy a man with a good soul. You can't buy a man who knows how to struggle. You can't buy a man that won't blame you. He'll say, I just got to do better. I got to figure this out, honey. Will you help me? You can't pay for that. That's something about a man that's decided to be that in himself. And he's rare. I was nothing when I met Linnell. She wouldn't say that because she saw something in me, but I was nothing. I was walking around trying to figure it out. Cut it all off because I couldn't afford a barber. <laughs> you know, you put, y'all don't know nothing about this. Y'all don't know nothing about this. But you buy them clippers yourself and it has those guides on it. So you just cut it all the same way. There ain't no line now. You just cut it all down. <laughs> but I tell you what, there was a dream that I believed in. And like Jacob, you have the same thing. Number one, number one, you got to be like Jacob. You have to understand that you have a prophecy. You have a prophecy right now, men. There's a prophecy that God's given for all of you and your calling. Here's what, here's what happened now. It says, and Isaac pleaded with the Lord because his wife wasn't having a child, because she was barren. And the Lord granted his plea. And Rebekah, his wife, conceived. But the children struggled together within her. And she said, if all is well, why am I like this? So she went and inquired of the Lord. And the Lord said to her, you've got two nations in your womb. He told their mother, you've got two nations in your womb. You've got two people shall be separate from your body. One people shall be stronger than the other. And the older will serve the younger. This is a prophecy given for Jacob. Write this down, my brothers. Write down, affirm, affirm your blessing. Affirm your own blessing. Affirm right now as a man, I have been blessed. I have been sent here blessed. I can prove I was sent here blessed. Come on, men. I can prove I was sent here blessed. How can I prove it? I'm here. If I wasn't blessed, I would have never been sent. Get that. Well, I've never heard God speak to me. I've never seen an angel. I've never had a robo shandai basa grise tayo botai. Nobody's ever prophesied to me. You don't need anybody to prophesy to you. You've got to claim your own blessing. I am here for a reason. And when nobody's telling you, men, that you're here for a reason, you've got to tell yourself. I affirm my own blessing. I affirm my own calling. I'm here. I know what y'all are saying. And, 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 and then you understand that there are people around you who begin to fight for you. My sister, when my parents left, she fought for me. 
I was in such a bad place. I didn't know it, but that's when those pills start coming out. You know them pills they try to give your sons? Them pills came out, and they were trying to give me a pill. And my sister said, don't give him no pill. He's just going through something. He'll be fine later. She had to defend me in the public school system. People start defending you. And I would just say to myself, Martin, you're going to make it through this. Just keep living, Martin. You're going to make it through this. Life is going to get better. Number two, in every day of your life, you have to keep reaching out, my brother. You've got to keep reaching past yourself. Here's what it says about Jacob. It says that, so when her days were fulfilled, she's getting ready to give birth to these boys, Esau and Jacob, right? For her to give birth. Indeed, there were twins in her womb. And the first one came out, he was red and woolly. He, has, uh, uh, he was like a hairy garment all over. And they called his name Esau. Read with me the 26th verse. After his brother came out and his hand took hold of Esau's heel. <laughs> so his name was called Jacob, heel grabber, supplanter. Isaac was 60 years old when this happened. Every day, men, you got to get up out of bed reaching. You got to get out of bed reaching for something. You got to get out of bed. And, and right now he's telling the story. I wasn't born when the word was given to my mother. But I know I'm going to be your boss one day. So he's reaching out of the womb into his future. I feel something right now. There are many of you who've simply given up on your future. You don't know how you're going to get there. You don't have to know how you're going to get there. Just keep reaching. Tell a man next to you, just keep reaching. Tell your husband, just keep reaching. Tell your sons, just keep reaching. I'm going to retire. Retire from what, bro? What is you retiring from? Nonsense. Men never retire. I'll say it again. Men never retire. If you retire, you're John Brown lazy. You may leave that job, but you go to another one. Go to a business. Go to volunteer at a school. Give yourself away. Sit in your happy booty at home watching football. That's going to be two, three years, and we're going to be putting you in a box. Go do something somewhere. Somebody say, keep reaching. There's something else you can obtain. I knew it'd be quiet talking to men. Now, y'all let me switch this up. Watch this. Women, I'm telling you right now, God wants you to do something. He wants you to have something. You've not arrived where you need to arrive. God is opening doors, big doors, big doors, awesome doors. And all you got to do is put your lipstick on, girl. Put that straighten that wig on your head. Get some shoes on your feet and go get what's yours. And men be sitting there like, hmm, I wonder what he talking about. I'm not even sure what he, what he talking about. There's more to do. I'm just, I mean, what I, and you just say to women, girl, God getting ready to do something tomorrow. I mean, wear a new suit. Go to Walmart tonight. Buy a new shirt. It ain't got to be expensive, but just buy that shirt, girl. Walk up in that office tomorrow and say, I'm getting ready to leave, y'all. I'm getting ready to get paid four times what I'm getting now. See, women can receive. 
Men are sitting here trying to figure out how am I going to pay for it? I ain't got no money. They done already told me no one time. They've been passing over me for the raise for 20 years. I don't know if I can believe that. We've lost our spiritual cojones. We've lost our testosterone. You're too young to lose your testosterone. You won't even talk to the girl you really like. She is supposed to be bigger than you, better than you, better looking than you, sharper than you, make more money than you. That's who you want. But you got to talk to her first. You don't even feel good enough about yourself to say, hey, 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 how are you? You know, my name is Martin. I just, I just want to tell you. And she might say, get out of my face. Okay, okay. And the next time she show up, hey, you know, I, I just want to say, hey, how you doing? And the next time she, you, you, she show up, you done been to the dentist and got your teeth whitened. And she like, get away from me. But she's like, oh, he did something. He did a little something. He did, he did a little something. He did a little something. But she said, no, I don't play that. You know, I go to AWC. We ain't trying to do all that stuff up in here. You need to bring yourself around. Next time you see her, say, hey, you know, I'm doing good. And now you done took off them baggy clothes and got you some real clothes. She said, hmm. Yeah, he working on himself. Let's see what's going on here. I mean, you got to be working on something. Say it, men. I'm built for this. And the women are lifting their hands and saying, I'm built for this. Y'all guys. <laughs> Okay, so keep reaching. Now watch this now. It's very important that you learn how to be assertive but not aggressive. Assert yourself. What do I mean? Put yourself in the situation and don't leave. What did God, what the word God tell us men when we were negotiating for this building? We were negotiating without, without, Every, we were negotiating without real estate agents, without brokers. It was just her, her, us and the guy who owned it, a billionaire who owned this building in California. He was sharp. He was smart. I mean, and he was straightforward. He didn't even play in games. And every time he told us no, seven months, no, no, no. Price went up. Price went down. Price went all over the place. So finally, God said to us, just don't walk away. Just don't walk away. Just stay right here. Just, just stay right. Say it to a man, just, just don't walk away. Just, just don't walk away. One time, the man called me in Mississippi. We're, we're in the old house with my, with my, with my wife's uh, mom and dad. He calls me. I recognize the number. I answer the phone. That man chewed me up, down, left, and right. I mean, you, you, this conversation was embarrassing until he said, Preacher, we know you don't have any money. I said, you're right. <laughs> we know that no bank will give you the money. I said, you're right. You never lied to me. Never lied to me. But we have a signed document with you. He said, just walk away. He said, I'll give you a few hundred thousand just to walk away. We didn't know that they were leaving two million on the table. He said, but God had already told us, don't walk away from the deal. So I sat there. And then he said, it would take a miracle. He had already told me he was atheist. He didn't know nothing about God. He didn't know nothing about prayer. Brother, brother, brother. He didn't know nothing. He didn't know nothing. He, he was a salesman. He didn't know how to sell in the Holy Ghost. 
he, he was a real estate mogul. He didn't know anything about the Holy Ghost. And when he said it will take a miracle, I couldn't help it, y'all. I said, He said, what is that mumbo jumbo? I said, you just said my words. I'll take a miracle. I'll look for a miracle. And I said, I got seven days. I got seven days left on this contract with you. I'm going to look for a miracle. You're speaking my language. Five days later, home. Five days later, we get a call from a banker that says, I heard you were looking for a loan. We're ready to make that loan today. The people holding you up, brother, they don't know nothing about God. They don't know nothing about Jesus. They don't know nothing about the Holy Ghost. They don't know nothing about Jacob. And they don't know nothing about you. You just stay right in the face of them, not aggressively, not trying to beat somebody up, but just stand there. When have you done all to stand? Stand. When you done everything you can do to stand, just stand there. Come on, men. Stand on your feet. Stand on your feet, men. Stand on your feet. Stand on your feet and just, I want you to just do something for me. I want you to just do something for me. I'm going to show you how to do it, man. I'm going to show you how to do it. This is what you do when you're in an impossible situation. You stand relaxed, but focused. You stand like you got somebody behind you and you just focus. You just, you're not aggressive. You're not sorry. You're not supplanted. You don't feel like a slave. You're just, I'm going to stand here until something happens. Y'all ready, man? I want you to do it together. Y'all ready? When they get done, I want y'all to hit the key of E flat real good. You hear what I'm saying? Y'all get me? Y'all wait on me though. Men, y'all ready? Heads forward. Shoulders relaxed. Just stand there. What does that feel like? I'm not going nowhere. You can tell me no. You can tell me this will never happen. But when you wake up in the morning, I'm going to be standing right here. <laughs> if I'm married, my wife going to be behind me. My children behind me. But in front of my children, they're never going to see a man that won't stay. I'm going to be standing right here. When you wake up in the morning, I'm going to be standing right here. When you come home from school or from work, I'm going to be standing right here. Every day, every night, right here. I don't need two wives. I'm going to be standing with you right here. Y'all ready? Stand one more time. Now hit that, hit that chord. When, when you stand, where you're supposed to be standing, God shows up in everything that you're doing and he begins to help you. But what will happen, my brothers, if there's nobody standing there? If nobody's standing there, who is God going to help? You don't have to know what to do. You don't have to be strong. You don't have to be a big man. You don't have to be smart. He's just waiting for someone to show up. Okay, sit down. Let me finish now. 
Stop interrupting me, please. Number three, you've got to learn how to contend for the woman you love. <laughs> Uh-oh. You've got to contend for her, not fight for her, but you've got to contend. You've got to do what you've got to do for this girl. To get her in your life and to keep her in your life, you have to contend. Listen to what happens. This is Jacob. So it came to pass in the morning, uh, came in to pass in the morning because he had given, he had served seven years. Let me back up. He had served seven years, seven years for this woman, seven years. So during the wedding night, Laban brought this girl in who he thought was the girl he worked for, but it ended up being her sister. Now, I ain't got no problem with Leah, but it wasn't Rachel. And he had never had sex with either one of them, so he couldn't tell the difference. <laughs> so it came to pass in the morning that, behold, it was Leah. And he said to Laban, watch this. Why is, what is this you have done to me? Was it not for Rachel that I served you? Why then have you deceived me? Have you ever felt deceived? Men, have you ever felt taken advantage of? Have you ever felt like somebody used you, promised you, and did not keep their promises? Let's see how Jacob responds. And Laban said, it must not be done so. I know I tricked you in our country to give the youngest before the firstborn. Fulfill your week. Stay with Leah a week, and then I'll give you Rachel. That's basically what he's saying. So verse 28, read it with me, y'all. Read verse 28. Then Jacob did so. So Jacob is like, you tricked me. But I still want Rachel. <laughs> you mistreated me. You lied to me. I only wanted her. I didn't want Leah. You tricked me. You hired me and told me. This would be my wages. You told me, you put me on the team, and now you won't let me play. You're giving everybody a raise. They're talking about it. You're giving them a raise. You promised me one, and you didn't do it. You're giving me the wrong girl. Now what do I do? Anything to have her. Say it with me, brother. I'll do anything to have her. Her, this girl right here, I'm on the job. I'm on the job every day. I'm perfecting myself every day for this girl. I ain't going to preach to you men no more. Okay. How many of you ladies would say, I pay attention to the man in my life every day, every day, every day I pay attention to him. My father, my husband, my sons, I pay attention to them. I do things they like. And then I say it to men. You got to do that, men, for the women in your life. Anything you need to do, you need to do. And they sit there with their arms folded looking at me. What's wrong with y'all? You never compare the body of the woman that gave birth to your children to anybody in some magazine. So say with me, men, deal with it. Whatever is going on in your life, take the covers off your head and your head out of the sand and deal with this issue. 
Roll with whatever happens. If anything happens to you in your life, you need to say to yourself, I can deal with this. I'm not checking out. I'm not putting a bullet in my head and I'm also not going to stay in the bed. I'm going to find a way to deal with this. And if I can't deal with it, I'm going to find someone who will help me. Am I making sense? Feel like I'm working hard. Number four, watch this now. Men, you've got to learn how to contend for your own freedom. He had worked for his father-in-law so long. He had worked for his father-in-law 20 years. 20 years of his life. And now he's ready for something different. Watch this. And it came to pass when Rachel had born Joseph, something happened in his life. That one kid of destiny, Joseph, who would end up going to Egypt. Joseph that would end up getting Goshen. Joseph who would raise up millions in that place of Egypt and become very wealthy. Joseph was born and now Jacob is talking to Laban. And he's saying, send me away that I may go. Where? To my own place and to my own country. Give me my wives and my children for whom I have served you. And let me go. For you know the service in which I have done for you. And Laban said to him, what? Please stay. Don't go. Even people who mistreat you men and not pay you well and don't honor you, they know your worth. So they're saying, don't leave. Is this helping you men? It says, now, don't, 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 don't leave. Don't leave. Don't leave this job. This, this, this guy is like talking to me. And sometimes, sometimes people sound so weird to me. And he says, uh, I own a restaurant. You know, I go to these business meetings. I own a restaurant, and I can't even get anybody to come back and wash the dishes for me in my restaurant. It's just people won't work. They're getting all this money from the government. I said, are you as dumb as the TV programs? I said, how much do you pay for the dishwasher? He told me. I said, you know, they can make that much every day selling Bitcoin. And who wants to be in here with that stinking food when that, when that food get hot? Y'all ever work in the kitchen? I was a dishwasher. You ain't never smelled nothing until them plates come to the back and they're under all that hot water. I said, they're not coming back because they don't want to give their life away like that anymore. COVID changed. I said, they don't want to do that. You're going to have to give some incentives. You're going to have to, you're going to, have to build a track for advancement because nobody wants to work for anybody anymore people want to work for themselves so Jacob has to now deal with Laban and fight for his own freedom so he said so he says next y'all good with this so so he says next now he says next while you're fighting for your freedom, you're now going to have to start thinking for yourself. And this is where the resilience comes in. Here, here's where the resilience comes in. You've got to take advantage now of your fortune. If you're going to leave a job or leave a thing that you make money with, you are now saying, I want to take responsibility for my own fortune. If you're trying to build a nation, my man, 
You've got to decide what kind of nation it's going to be. Can I talk kingdom for a minute? Every man in here is a king, whether he's married with children or not. You are a leader of a nation. You are the leader of a family. That little boy, you're nursing, ma'am, he's a leader of a family. That's what he is at his core. And you should never give the right to any nation or any person the right to tell your family where it's going to be in the next 10 generations. You never give that away. You decide what your family's going to be in 200 years today. I was driving that car, and the elder saw it one day. I was driving that Maxima. I had my wife and my two little kids in the back of that Maxima. Rust was falling off of it, needed to be painted, had a couple dents, and had spoilers that had been torn off, but I couldn't. They didn't make them no more. They didn't make the spoil. They didn't make the parts for, <laughs> for this car. And they said, Pastor, you need a new car. I said, yeah, I know. I know I need a new car. Y'all okay? I'll just park it on the back lot, you know, down the street, and so y'all don't see it. <laughs> it's just bothering y'all. And finally, they're like, Pastor, do we need to help you? I said, if you give me money, I'm not going to buy a car. I'm not going to buy a car I like until I'm at a certain level. It's written down. That's what's getting ready to happen. That's what I'm doing. Why would you do that, Pastor? Y'all can't embarrass me. Y'all let people embarrass you because of the car you drive and your, your children aren't wearing $300 gym shoes. Who cares about you? You're not, you're not trying to build no nation. I had to be debt-free before I even thought about it. I wanted to pay off, the, I mean debt-free, pay off the house, pay off the cars, pay everything. Then I'll think about a car. I can get from here and there in anything. And looking good to you isn't a whole lot of help to me. Come on, is there a man in here who just put his hands on his chest and say, I am a man. That's what I am. I'm a man. I'm not trying to be a woman. I'm not trying to be anybody else. I am a man. Is there a woman in here looking for a man? I'm talking about a real one. A man. A man who knows how to love God. A man who knows how to pray. A man who knows how to stand for what he believes. Mm -hmm. So watch this. Watch this now. Now, here's what happened. He's got, some, he's got a wife now who's standing with him. She's seen him work for the last 20 years. She's noticed her man has something her daddy don't have. He has integrity and strength and honor. She watches him work every morning and get paid minuscule what he's worth. Now she's ready to go on the lamb with him. She's like, boy, wherever you going, that's where I'm going. Whatever you doing, that's what I'm doing. Thank you, Daddy, for giving birth to me. But a man better than you has showed up in my life. So while he's on the run, bruh, he says this to her. He says, you know, you know that with all my might, I have served your father. I served him. 
I was honorable to him. I protected him. When anybody wanted to steal his sheep, I protected the sheep. And then I would go and he wouldn't even pay me for it. He says, you, you know how I served him. Yet, your father has deceived me and he changed my wages ten times. He stole money from me. He told me he's going to pay me this ten times. And I stayed and I served. <laughs> I stayed and I served him. But God did, a, did not allow him to hurt me. Watch, him, watch what he said about his fortune. Here it is, men. Here it is, men. Are y'all ready? Here it is, man. Can I talk to you just for a few minutes? Here it, here, it, here it is, brother. Here it is. Here it is right here. This is what he said. He said, he said if, if thus, if this is what happened, read it with me. If this is what happened, he said, the speckle shall be your wages. Then all the flock, y'all don't even know where I'm headed. Read, keep reading. And if he said, if he said, if he said, the, the, the streaked shall be your wages. Then, come on. So God has taken away the livestock of your father and have given it to me. Brother, work with whatever they give you. Whatever they give you, work with it. Because when it gets in your hands, it turns into the model of the economy that's yours. If the, if, listen to me. If the stock market is looking for streaked lambs, God will turn the stock market into what you got. If the market changes to spotted lambs, work with it because he'll change the market into whatever you got. So you're sitting at home trying to figure out how can I be like Mike? How can I be like, how can I be like James? How can I be like Denzel? How can I be like a rapper? And God is asking you, I just want you to show up. Whatever the market is, it's looking for you. So now you take responsibility for your own. Take responsibility for your own money. Take responsibility for your, for your millions. If you're called to be a billionaire, take responsibility for it. And whatever life gives you, take it. I'm not going to do this. That's above me. Ain't nothing above you. There's nothing above you. My friend back there introduced me to a guy. Because see, men, there are levels. There are levels, men, in the same category. Can I talk to you for a minute? There are levels. There's a guy out here that's picking up, picking up plastic. He's going to make $37 today. Picking up plastic on the street. 37 bucks. There's another guy who is buying the plastic from all the ones who are making 37 bucks. He's going to make $1,000 today. And the category is still garbage. There's another guy who's going to come by and pick up the plastic in a separate barrel at your house. He makes a couple million a year in garbage. Then Roger introduced me to a guy that's making close to a billion dollars a year recycling. There is nothing beneath you. Pick up the cans. 
Open the open a, a, a thing that pays buys the cans. Sell your cans at the next level to the recycler. Now open your own recycling business. I'm a man. I don't do that. I don't mow grass. I don't clean toilets. The guy who worked in our building, help me out, elders, the guy who worked in our building, there is $1.5 million of just plumbing work under your feet. We use one contractor. And at the end, he was a brother. He was a, went to your old church, started in your old church, Rebecca. He was working all over the place, loving God. At the end, we had a $200,000 shortfall in that phase. That man came and talked to the leaders and said, I want to donate $180,000 to your business. Wow. He started by clearing toilets. Can I talk to my men who have a hue like mine? There are thieves who want to steal your soul. Who try to make every opportunity too small for you. Because they know if you accept the small one, it'll lead to the big ones. So instead of staying and going through whatever they're trying to put you through, you leave. You leave mad. You leave feeling like you're discriminated against. Jacob said with his actions, you only discriminate against me when I feel like you are. Okay, okay, I can't talk to y'all. I can't talk to y'all. I'm, I'm not going to preach to you men again. You feel discriminated against. And you listen to these yahoos, especially on CNN, who wants you to feel like somebody's taking advantage of you. And my answer is, even if they are, what does that have to do with me? Whatever they, the proverbial they, are doing has nothing to do with me. And can I tell you something? The they you think of them, they don't think about you as much as you think they do. They're trying to get all that belongs to them. You've got to get your mind on your own business. And if you don't have a girl, go get you a girl. Get a bad one. a lot for her. Give her daddy some money. Woo, girl, where you come from? I need to go see your daddy. <laughs> Bring a dowry. Pay her mom and say, this girl right here, they, they, I ain't never seen a girl like this. What y'all need? Y'all need anything? I'm talking to her mother. You need something? Well, we don't need anything. I'm like, uh, we were married. We were married. 15 years. I said, you need anything? She said, no, Martin, we good. We good. I said, uh-uh. I said, let me go talk to your husband. I said, pops, you need anything? He said, no, man, God's been real good to us. I'm like, man, what do they not have? 
I said, y'all, need, y'all want a new house? They said, new house? I said, yeah, you want a new house? They said, a new house? We can't afford no new house. I said, let's go look for one. They said, why would you buy us a new house? I said, have you seen my wife? <laughs> I mean, <laughs> do you know what you produced? I said, we're going to buy your house off the money she made. Oh, I know. I know. I know y'all been looking at me. You talk, no, my, your wife makes more money than you? Yeah, women always know how to make money. Go get you a girl that knows how to make money. She's good with money. You show up with her. She can make some stuff happen in your life. She'll protect your raggedy behind when other people are bothering you. She'll tell you, don't mess with her. Don't talk to him. Don't bring them over. They don't even really like you. Without her, you're going to be out here by yourself. Your tail blowing in the wind. And everybody everybody who wants to take advantage of you is going to be able to until you get the right girl. Yell at a man next to you and say, pay everything for her. Well, if I pay a lot for her, she's going to get a big head. She's going to get a big head. If I, she's going to get beyond herself and beside herself. And that's exactly what you want. Because every other man who ain't got one, they're going to be looking at yours, a T-G-N-Y. They're going to be looking at her in the supermarket. They're going to be looking at her in the mall. And you want her to be able to say, I got a man. I'm going home to my man. I don't need none of y'all around here. I'm going home to my man. I got a good man. I'm faithful to him. And if anybody ever in the world, I told a man at a restaurant, I said, don't let this suit on Sunday afternoon fool you. He was talking to my wife in a way when I went to the bathroom, when I came back, I'm like, what is happening here? I mean, what's going on? If you're respecting her, that's one thing. But I can look at her face, and she was trying to get you to walk away. Don't you see that $50,000 on her finger? Don't you know that there's a bad Negro in this building somewhere? There's somebody in this building. Don't you understand that there's somebody up in this building that loves this woman and he tried to give you something that would glisten to be a warning to you that would flash in the light that would bling bling for you but you just ignored it so are we handling this here or outside now if you got a real woman this is what she says oh martin don't do that, Martin. Don't, don't do that. I mean, you got on a nice suit, and you're a preacher. You're a pastor. We just left church. This, this, is, this is cracker the barrel. We, you know, just be nice. But in her eyes, she was saying, knock the hell out of him. Hit him right up in the face. Put him on the ground. I mean, knock him out. So let me, let me get out of here. 
let me, let me, I'm going to skip all that. I'm going to skip all that. I'm going all the way to the end. I'm going, I'm going all the way to the end. I'm going all the way to the end. I'm going all the way to the end. So my brothers, he finally gets to this place. He finally gets to this place where he's got to go see his brother Esau. And he's getting ready to repent to Esau for tricking him out with a bowl of soup out of his birthright and tricking his father out of the blessing. But on his way, he stays over in a place by himself. And while he's there by himself, a man shows up. And this man comes to talk to him. But when Jacob saw the man, he grabs him. He begins to contend for his own destiny. He begins to contend for his own destiny. Your destiny may be yours, my brother, but you're going to have to contend for it. You're going to have to wrestle this thing. You're going to have to take this thing out. It may take you a while, and I'm telling you right now, $100,000 a year is great. But when you get up into the 500s and the million dollars a year, you're going to have to contend for it every day. You're going to have to know your business and know your numbers. You'll have to know your friends and know your enemies. You're going to have to know where to buy stuff and where to sell stuff. You're going to have to know how to build relationships. You're going to have to trust your CPA, hire the right lawyer. Am I set up in the right way? You're going to have to have a team around you that helps you get someplace. Jacob now has to deal with the most important person, and that's him. So he wrestles with God, and then he says these words, let me go. He says, I'm not going to let you go until the blessing I was promised comes into my life. I'm going to contend for it. I'm going to stand right here, and I'm going to contend for the blessing you promised me. But Jacob wouldn't let go. Now, you and I aren't stupid. You can't wrestle with God and win physically. This is the man who just stood for what he knew was his. And he would not let the angel go until he got it. There's got to be some men in here. If you have to, you got to go back and get her. Yeah, you screwed up. But you got to go back and tell her. I screwed up, babe. But I don't want another woman. You're the one for me. You got to go back to a business you closed down because you didn't think it would be successful. But it wasn't the business, it was you. You didn't feel successful. You got to go back to an idea, a book, or something else you were supposed to do, and you stopped doing it. Because of you, how you saw you. You quit. You need to wrestle with God until your name changes. What's in a name? Character. You got to turn from a supplanter and a grabber to a man. And God said to him, you have wrestled with man and with God, and you have prevailed. You wrestled with Laban. You wrestled with Esau. You wrestled with them, and now you're wrestling with me, and you have prevailed. So I'm going to change your name from Jacob to Israel, the God wrestler, the God contender, the man who stands in front of God's face every morning before everybody else in the house gets up. And he says, God, thank you today for everything you promised my family. We will have it today. Yes. 
We will have everything you promised today. There are some days it doesn't happen the way I think. You know what I do before I go to bed? Can I teach you men a secret? Before I go to bed, everybody sleep, and it didn't go the way I was. I would revise my day before I went to sleep. I would go to bed saying, thank you, Lord, that loan came through the day. That was so amazing how you did that. <laughs> that business deal worked out. That book publishing thing worked out. Thank you, Lord. Now, it didn't work out that day in the physical, but I'm just rewriting my day. I'm contending for my own life. I'm contending. I'm, con I'm contending for my children. I'm contending. I'm staying in God's face until my character changes. Once my character changes, once my name changes, now I can go and possess what's mine. If there are two men in here that's ready to say, there's some stuff out there, it's mine, it's mine. I mean, it's really mine. It don't belong to nobody else, it's mine. It's mine. It's mine. It's mine for my family. Y'all stop playing, I don't need no music. And I don't want to give your women no excuses. You got to participate. Put those instruments down. Are there a few men in here today that'll say, I'm built for this. I'm, I'm built to wrestle. I'm built to, I'm built to have some anxiousness. I'm built, to, I'm built to not know everything. I don't know how this is going to work out, baby. I don't know. But I tell you, I'm going to stand here. I'm going to stand here. I'm going to stand in my place. I'm going to stand on my watch. I might not talk as much as you, sweetheart. <laughs> but I'm going to be here. Believing God for what he said. I'm not going to leave it. I'm not going to leave a dime on the table. I'm not going to leave one. I'm not going to lose one opportunity because I didn't feel right about myself. Not going to happen, babe. I'm not going to leave you nor my children in a lurch where you don't know where I am and what I think. I was built for this. When he saw Esau, he figured out something. Esau said, keep your stuff for yourself. I got over what you did to me. I went on with my life. For 21 years, he was carrying a burden that was done. You were not who she met. And the only reason you get a girl like that is because she believes in who you can become. She won't be let down by anything until you lose your resilience. When you stop fighting, her eyes go dim. When you stop standing, when you stop being the hero for her, she loses her mind. She doesn't know what to do. Your children just want somebody in front of them that they can respect. 
He doesn't have to be rich. He doesn't have to look good or smell good. But they can feel when Pops is here. And men, I'm telling you, get your resilience back. Get your strength back. Become bold. And don't be embarrassed if you fail. Become bold. Keep your secrets between you and the people you care about the most. Don't tell anybody about your moves. Don't tell anybody you get ready to do something. Keep that to yourself. And when and if you fail, admit it. Admit it to those who need to know. Don't hide it from the people who are important to you. Tell them, I didn't get that right. I tried, but I didn't get that right. I didn't get that right. I should have done something different. And then try again. <laughs> Go for it again. And again. And again. The Gnostics say, you're only taken advantage of when you think you are. The greatest football player to ever play will be in the quarterback hall of fame. But most people don't understand Tom Brady. He was picked 199th in the draft. In t-shirts and shorts, he looks like a dope. His legs go backwards, he's skinny. He just believed in himself. And he says, as long as I'm healthy, I'm going to play till I'm 50. Because he believed in himself. You came here, sir, not for this stuff. It's just so you would leave here believing in you. Forget everybody else. Because you don't need anybody to believe in you. We will all believe in you after we see you believe in yourself. So what do I do? What do, you, what, what do you want me to do, Pastor? I want you to wrestle with God today, every day. I want you to wrestle. I want you to get up and wrestle. Wrestle with the stuff you're scared of. Wrestle with the stuff people say you can't have. Wrestle with the stuff that's in front of your face. You really desire it, but you're afraid to go after it. You don't know how it's going to happen. Wrestle with yourself. Deal with yourself. Deal with that thing inside you. And every day, go for it. Go for it again. Go for it again. Go for it again. If you don't want to be, if you don't want to be, if you don't want to be on the forklift, get off of it. If you want to go to another level, go there. Don't ask anybody for permission to buy a Walmart. You didn't come talk to us. That's why we're upset. You didn't come talk to us. And I said, I didn't even know you. Who are you? I'm the leader of the Chamber of Commerce. I don't know you. I don't know nothing about no Chamber of Commerce. Are any of us on that? Well, no. I said, how would I know? I wasn't trying to make you feel bad or step over you. I'm just trying to do what God told me. But now that you told me I can't, I'm going to stand right here. 
right in front of this Walmart. So now we're in the paper the next week. We're in the World Herald. This pastor and his wife think they're going to buy the old Walmart. They're $9 million in debt. They have 150 people. Good luck to them. You don't know who you're talking to. I'm not smart, but I know how to stand. And I had some brothers, some sisters standing with me. We just stood. We just stood. We just stood. Anytime they tried to embarrass us, we said what Martha Stewart says. I don't care what you're saying about me as long as you're talking about me. Now, for that same reason, they're calling us, Josh, into meetings. Pastor Martin, we want to talk to you. How did you do that? And how are you working with people? How do, how do, you, get, how do you bring cultures together and y'all get along? How, how does this make sense? I said, you got to come talk to the culture. I ain't doing it. It's us doing it. I'm not an icon. This is not an iconic ministry. This is a ministry led by lots of people. We're just a fellowship of people who are trying to answer the right questions. And because we're doing what we're called to do, we're going to buy some more land. Don't you, I said, don't. You, you look back, you might see somebody gaining on you. Come on, men. Come on, men. Lift those hands. Lift those hands, men. Lift those hands. In a sign of surrender, every man in here from 12 years old and older. Lift those hands. Wow, you look so beautiful. Every man, lift those hands. And say, Lord, help me recover from anything that's happened in my life. Restore me to the original man I was in you before I was born. I came out of the womb reaching and somehow I stopped maybe. I'm not as assertive as I used to be. I'm dealing with even some mental crises in my own head. How I look at myself, how I feel about the world. Sometimes I feel alone by myself. Sometimes my mistakes overwhelm me. And I wonder if I can get over them. I'm asking you to help me. And Father, I'm telling you right now, I will wrestle with you until my name changes. I will wrestle with you until my character changes. I will wrestle with you. I will not let you go. I won't 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 let you go until you bless me. Ladies, pray for your men now. You may not be married to one of them. They may not be your son, but pray for them right now, just for a moment. Pray for the men. Stay on your feet. Ladies, open your mouth. Open your mouth, ladies. Come on, ladies. Come on, open your mouth. We don't need any music for this. Don't be embarrassed. Open your mouth. Pray for the men in the room. Pray for the men in the room. Are there any weeping women who know how to pray and weep for their sons and for their sons and their, 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 uh, their husbands, their fathers who can cry out, God, 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 give him his strength back. Give him his strength back. Calls him to be fortified. 
Raise him up in his spirit. Your husband may be treating you bad. Pray for him just because he's the father of your children. We cry out, God, may you protect my husband against suicide. May you protect my boys against giving up. May you protect my boys against marrying the wrong women. I know I'm over my time, but I don't really care today. I won't get a chance to do this again. I pray for my sons, God. Husbands, men, pray for your children. Pray for your children. God, protect my little boy. Protect my son, God. Protect him everywhere he goes. May no one be able to take his strength. I speak to my spiritual grandson, Caleb. I speak to him in Jesus' name. May God cause you to be strong. 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 Unwilling to give up. Unwilling to give up on the promotion. Unwilling to give up on the dream. Unwilling to walk away. I'm a man. I have to scale. I have to go higher. I have to do more. I can achieve more. I'm not willing to give up. I'm not willing to walk away. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. There are 12 of you men. You really meant it. Something changed in your life today. Something changed in your life today. Don't hurt nobody, but I want you to run to the altar. About 12 of you. Something really changed. Something really changed. You're getting your stuff back. There's something rising up in your heart. You're getting ready to walk away from some stuff. But today you're saying, I'm not walking away. I'm not leaving it. I'm going back to a dream. I'm going back to something I wanted. I'm going back to something I desired. Something I always wanted to do. Something I always wanted to have. Something I always wanted to experience. My mama's gone. My daddy's gone. Nobody believes in me. I'm standing on my own. I'm just out here by myself. And But you're saying today, God, I'm going for it. I'm going for it. I'm going to contend for it. I'm not just going to let the ships pass me by. I'm going to stand in the presence of God until he gives me what is mine. I'm going to stand in God's presence until he gives me what's mine. Say it, men. I won't give up. I won't walk away. Why not? Because I'm built for this. Shout it. I'm built for this. I'm built for this. I'm built to stand here. I'm built. I'm built for the dream. I would love to give up, but there's something deep inside of me telling me I can't quit. I just, I, I would love to quit. I love to walk away. I love to give that up. I'd love to feel guilty. I'd, I'd, I'd love to be able to say, they didn't, I don't have it because they didn't let me have it. They kept me out. I'd love to be able to say that, but in standing in myself, I know I have no excuse. I can't blame anybody for this. 
I'm going to stand on my own feet and contend for my life. I am not on the ropes. I'm not roping. Nobody's ro I'm not rope-a-doping. I'm not hiding anymore. I'm going to stand in the middle of this ring. If I go down, I'm getting up. If it fails, I'm going to try it again. And I'm going to find me a couple brothers trying to do the same thing. So if we fail, we go kick one another's butt and say, get up. Now, if you've changed, you're going to know when you leave here and go to the restaurant. You know how? You're going to walk a little different. You're going to walk with this limp, this new distinction. And people you met this morning You'll see them this afternoon, and they'll be like, what's wrong with you? Nothing. I'm the same person you met. No. No, there's something going on there. Something different in your spirit. What happened? Well, I changed my name. I'm a different man now. Go get that girl if you're married. Grab that girl by the hand. Say, come on, girl. We're getting up out of here. We're leaving this level right here. We're finna go somewhere else. Well, how are we gonna do it? I don't know. Just come on. <laughs> I don't know how we're gonna get there. I don't know how we're gonna pay for it, but I know we're leaving. This level we've been living at, sweetheart, there's a whole nother level. By the way, girl. Forgive me for how I treated you. Forgive me for how I talked to you. I wasn't trying to be mean to you. I just didn't like myself. It was me I was struggling with. I did not mean to abuse you. Forgive me. I'm going to go tell some men that I did it. I'm not going to let you keep telling people that I did it. I'm going to tell them I did it. I was wrong. Forgive me. Can you forgive me and let's just see how far we can go. Let's see what we can do together. Let's see how you, well, you're not married. You're by yourself. No kids. Well, you do the same thing. Your name is changed now. You're not Jacob now. You are Israel. You're the father of nations.